here we are at the Friday Night Movie Podcast. We have a very special guest today, someone near and dear to my heart, Miss Melanie Lubin Zimmerman. But before we introduce our guest, I just want to do a check-in with my brother and sister, Lily. Can you give us a quarantine Spanish-style update? What's, what's happening on the most recent episode of your quarantine? Well, we haven't, none of us have killed each other yet, so... <laughs> that's my barometer of like sam b has this thing where she's like if you haven't killed your quarantine partner yet and then she has all these tips and i'm legitimately reading it like for advice well we will all have to check that out we're doing okay (laughs) welcome melanie how are you hey i'm nervous i'm having stage fright i'm with people who i think are really cool I'm still, like, I haven't gotten over thinking that Shai and Lily are cool older camp counselors. That's what you think. to me. Right, but so it's a fact story. Melanie, Melanie and I went to summer camp together where Shai, being five years older, was a counselor at the time, and Lily was, like, just, like, a cool teenager, maybe, like, you were. And Melanie's sister was my camper. Mm-hmm. Lily, she still talks about you as her favorite I love counselor. your sister. And- she loves you so much. And Shy, like, I just, he was this tall, long-haired, glasses, tie-dyed t-shirt, older tall. brother. That's, cool. uh, yeah. I guess I was tall to a 13-year-old. Like, that's to a 13-year-old Melanie Lubin, who was, like, much Melanie, you got to take your phone off speaker. Okay. And just hold it like a normal phone. It's just, <laughs> okay, hello. Or, yeah, yeah, so much better. better. Melanie. But so now let's I get can't back to hear the part. you guys. No, no, you have to put the phone up to your ear like a phone. Oh, like a phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's a phone. Yeah. <laughs> like you're talking on it, like a normal phone. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so that's if how you, that if was you're my. That you don't look cool right now, Melanie. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. You're doing great. Well, anyway, that was my that was my kind of like vision of Shy and Lily. So this whole thing is like is a I, huge honor. I really love your vision of Shy, though. Yeah, the like, fact that the long hair, like I picture him in a Grateful Dead T-shirt that was tie-dye 100%. and like oh my God. With long hair. Yeah, yeah. Really really cool. I'm not. I'm not. Cut, no one is cutting my hair until Jamie B is allowed to cut my hair again at the shop at Shaw. She's you should my grow it long enough to get it back in a ponytail. Oh, it's. You know? it's I mean, you it can already, do that. My kids are already putting a, a little like top knot on my head, so. I, I wouldn't say it's a, but it's not a hipster thing. It's a necessity thing. It's like Uhtred of mm-hmm. Bevenbergen on The Last Kingdom, right? Oh, that guy's not doing mm-hmm. it as a hipster. It's not, not the worst. There's no barbers in oh. old-timey Saxon land. So, Melanie, it's great to have you here. I think your sister was definitely my camper. It's possible your brother was too? I don't know. I, I think mean, everyone I, was. I, I was. i think so too so this is like a reunion of sorts you know having melanie on the pod and i also think it's it's we're you know creating new relationships it's not you know you no longer have to think of shy and lily as these intimidating cool older Mm -hmm. people you can now think of them as huge nerds that you can tease relentlessly and they are that's how becky that's how becky that's how becky treats them so okay. really just a new All chapter right. in our life. But okay, so Melanie is on the show today because she and I for decades have shared a very special connection when it comes to TV mm-hmm. shows and, and movies. She mm-hmm. and I have shared multiple showmotional experiences. And so the topic today is we're gonna talk about what it means to get show motional. How do you how do you find yourself in a show motional position? We'll give a definition. Um, but first, I want to just give a, a little a little more backstory to our history on this topic. Melanie, do you recall the the time we saw Havana Nights, Dirty Dancing Two, Havana Nights? Do you recall this? Moment? I completely do. Do you want me to talk about it? Do you want? I just feel I like mean, it was it was a you, very special moment. I was I was having a really bad day. Mm-hmm. I was crying. We were we were living abroad for a year. We were on year course. We were living in Israel, and I was having just this horrible, dramatic mm-hmm. nine. I was like, were we eighteen or nineteen? You know, just yeah, all the drama. We got to the about. movies. Yeah, the movies you said to me, closed. you said, let's just go to the movies. Let's just leave it. Let's get right. out of here, and let's just go. To, and you got me in a cab and you took me to the movies. We went to the movies, but the movies, it was not open. We like banged on the door. 
Yes. These Israeli teenagers let us in. We convinced them to. Not we, you. You single-handedly. They just like they just like got behind the little like old-timey reel. Yeah, they exactly. They went up to that little room up there, and we convinced them to play. Or I, I guess, convinced them to play the movie for us. So we sat in this theater, the two of us, two those two guys, and we watched a movie. The theater was to ourselves. After the, and, and the movie you down. chose was Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, or was it the only <laughs> one that they no. had at this as well? I mean, was it, was, it was a little bit of both. There was probably like two movies, <laughs> and that was like one of two, and that's the one yeah. we chose. So it's a very show emotional experience. And then shortly thereafter, or around the same time, mm-hmm. I think I became what we call show emotional about my first show ever, which I, Shmelly Knight, actually watched together. Um, Shy, which was, uh, Melanie, if you, I mean, I know you recall this very special show we watched together. Of course. Yes. Easily. Interestingly, I understand now why that must have been playing in that one Israeli theater. The screenplay of Havana Nights was by screen, by American Israeli screenwriter, Boaz Yakin. Oh, who knew? And he also was the executive producer of the Hostel movies with Eli Roth. Oh, God, please. All of this makes a lot of sense. Um, so maybe those were the two choices. I mean, it must and have they, also been like out at the time. Havana Nights. Right, it was like Hostel. Yeah, it's quite, quite possible. But for some reason during that year, Becky, you had DVDs of all of my of so-called life. Becky, Becky's was, not traveling abroad if she's related to me and Shy without some sort of like TV backup situation. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you need- But so they she, were like she clearly, DVDs. I don't know where right, she got- she clearly well, my so-called like, life found like, some DVDs of a show I she did Yeah. So we went I through the whole tra- I still travel with DVD, like backup DVDs. And I have like all of my DVDs, even though we watch everything on but digital. But keep in mind, this is like, wait, this is, you know, almost, this is almost 20 years ago. That was mm-hmm. like 17 years ago. So there was it no was. streaming. There was no, the fact that we even had DVDs was a big deal. And I guess I must have had a laptop or something. I don't know. We had a laptop with a DVD player and we went through the whole series, but I had seen it before my so-called life. I think like I had middle seen school. A, I think I had they seen it were before playing, too. Yes, they were. So it just, it aired on, I know a lot about my so-called life. It aired on ABC, but then they re-ran the episodes on MTV a few years later. And that's where I saw them all, and maybe I was 13. Well, that was, it was a very special bonding moment, which kind of Mm -hmm. fast forwards us to an incident three weeks ago where you called me with a crisis. And before we get into this Mm -hmm. crisis that you called me with, Shy Lily, can you, um, can you give us a definition of what show emotional means so that our listeners understand the depth of Melanie's problem when she called me three weeks ago? I think Shy, I'll let Shy go first and I can always add. I, I just think Show Emotional is a show that you care about so much that you need people to watch it. And yeah. not only do you need people to watch it, you need them to watch it and like it. And if they don't, you are hurt. And when that show hurt. is personal, when, I, when, the, and when that show goes off the air, you then suffer from, which I do in many cases, post-show depression. So that to me is something that you are show emotional about. Lily, am I on the right track there? I, I would say you're on the right track. And the only other thing is that there's a component that should you run into somebody who doesn't want to watch your show that you're show emotional about or does not like your show, you don't want to hear about it. This is not a time for debate. This is not a time for podcast. I, I will say reactions. I'm a little less. You're just like, than, no, I'm, I'm a little less sensey than you and Becky. I'm interested. I think it in depends on the show. Someone doesn't like something I like. I'm interested. Yeah, but this is that. like almost to the point where it's like you're emotionally invested that you almost don't even want to get into it. The only thing like you're I, either on board or not on board. There's literally only one thing where I am so crazy I can't talk about it with people. It is people who defend the Last Jedi, and everyone knows. <laughs> like that's the one where so that's I, the almost I, that's like, that's like a reverse show emotional. Every, that's a reverse show emotional. No, but that's it's like so, a show hate yeah. you or whatever. Yeah. Um, it is so, show, it, show it's enemy. like it is an opinion I have where <laughs> mm-hmm. like I judge people as a person if they like them. <laughs> and um and but, oh, but that's aside fair. but aside from that, like I'll talk about a show I, I watched that someone else didn't 
really like. But actually, what, what bothers me more is if they're just indifferent to it. Like, when I showed Josh Veronica Mars, and he just didn't care and never finished it, I'm, like, still mad at him about it. And I hope he's listening right now, because I'm <laughs> mad at you, Josh. Um, whereas he that actually you bothers Chuck, me more. Like if he watched he, it and he, he showed hated you Chuck it, and you loved it, uh, and like I know, that's but even like, if, like, but if he watched personal. it and he hated it, I like respect that kind of visceral opinion. But someone who's just, just like, eh, it didn't really do anything for me. So that's just, Mel- like the worst. Melanie, what happened three weeks ago? So this is what happened. I'm actually not a huge TV watcher, but um, last summer I read the book Normal People by Sally Rooney. And I liked it, um, not anything crazy. But then I read about how on Hulu they um, they adapted the book for TV, and I just kind of casually put it on. And it put me through such an emotional, intense experience. I mean, like crying every episode, like anxious, depressed, ecstatically happy, like in love. So probably every feeling you could possibly have this show brought out. I had to call Becky. I like urgently. It was an emergency. It was a true emergency. I didn't expect it. I, I needed someone who I really cared about to watch the show and talk to me about what happened to me. I, I, I don't think I've ever been so emotional before like this it's a big one and so yeah so she called me in a bit of a panic and i said never even heard of it i'm going to start it immediately and i started the next day i watched it in two days and immediately was like Mm -hmm. lily you need to watch it it's been like a domino Mm -hmm. effect Mm -hmm. um and i i wouldn't say like i wouldn't say that i got as show emotional as you i loved it but what it did bring up in me is the kind of like psycho feelings I had of being like so obsessed with something I needed to protect it when I saw mm-hmm. season one of Outlander and I like mm-hmm. lost my mind and I and I just like stayed in my room for a week and just like watched seasons one and two. Say and... anything bad about that 45 minute rape scene that is the finale of that season and Becky gets so <laughs> touchy. I just feel it's like a really I mean it's a really challenging beautiful incredible season that that first season um anyway so i like i really understood like what you needed because when i was going through that with outlander i was not able to even talk about it to ask someone else to watch it to support me through it i remember when i was like mom i had just had ari and mom was like oh she needs like a show to watch while you're like breastfeeding whatever (laughs) i watch outlander and i was like i don't know so i called becky and i was like I don't know. I think I'm watching Outlander. She's like, um, yeah, maybe you should. And I was like, what do you mean? Have you seen it? And she's like, uh, yeah, I have. She's like, I have. I just can't, I just can't talk about it with you. Because like, my if, feeling if you want to like, watch it, watch it. But like, that's exactly don't, like, don't, don't, how don't I am about me. that show. Like, if you like, want to watch want. it, go ahead. It's so if, funny. If you love it the way that I do, then we can talk about it. If you don't love it the way that I do, then I don't want you to even know that I've even heard of it because I can't have that conversation. Well, here's though something that I'm still grappling with is that I feel like possessive of this show. Like I own it and like, I'm the, like only people I want to watch it should watch it and like it. But then uh, there are other people who I, I don't I, want to watch I, it. Interesting. And, I follow that. Well, it's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, well, it's that's making me really upset. Like I'm not, so like certain people that I see on social media that have watched it, make it's making me like viscerally angry. So the top example is this um, on Instagram. I've, I've been following every normal people, anything you can follow. Um, but so on one of the so just different like things I'm following. accounts that follow like their Everything, views? everything. Okay. Do, do you know there's an, there's an Instagram account just about the chain that Connell, the main, the protagonist wore. There's an Instagram called Connell's Chain. I and it's just pictures of his chain. It's okay, Melanie. Uh, Becky once yeah. started following like an Outlander fan fiction page. Oh, I'm doing yeah. things. What yeah, fan remember fiction that? is there fan left fiction. to do about that show? Yes, remember I've already Instagram done everything on screen. Me and Vanessa? I'm not calling you a liar, but... And it was like women <laughs> who like write their own fan fiction about it. No, but Lily, I don't think that's weird. And this is with no, normal people. No, this no, is no. the first time. Like, I have never, ever joined a Facebook group about a TV show. <laughs> now I'm in a, I'm, 
I'm in a Facebook group called called Support Group for People Obsessed with Normal People. And it's like been one of my only comforts to read what these randos are writing. This one woman made up a whole... Right. So I, I know really that thing. I'm not supposed to, I'm not supposed to say spoilers, but this one woman, you know, she really, you know, it ends, it, it, it's not, it's ambiguous how the ending. So right, this I one figured. woman wrote all about how she imagines it to be, you know, later on in these two characters lives. And it brought me so much comfort because she wrote that's a beautiful fan happy fiction. ending. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm doing. But back to the possessiveness. So on one of the Instagram accounts, the, someone posted a screenshot of a tweet from Courtney Kardashian about how much she loves oh. the show. And I was you were so like, no. mad. I was angry and like upset and I like, felt terrible. Like, like she, she doesn't get it and she shouldn't watch it. But why, for, why do I care? That was concerning to just think about why I even care. I don't think I've ever well, contemplated also, the Kardashians wait, ever. Can we also, just talk for Can we take a quick break to say Melanie was worried about whether or not she was going to be a guest? I am absolutely <laughs> riveted by this. Yes. This is a level Melanie, of you, analysis you've taken, and crazy you've, we don't usually get. And we, I am you've taken things up a notch. Well, um, let's just... Wait, I, wait, yeah. I think it's the intense. Kardashian thing is also annoying or upsetting because if something's so intimate to you it's like it's in your inner circle but once a kardashian watches it it's like oh, oh. everybody gets to see it like it, they, and i don't know, want them to like, right. i don't want like i want the select people that, like i wanted yeah and now it's mainstream and i i i feel upset about that and somebody in this facebook group somebody posted like show is really taken off in the uk not catching on as much in america and i like was relieved like good i don't want people in america <laughs> but why do i care well, that part i don't know but when it comes to like when it comes to like a kardashian i feel like what what i'm thinking is that I'm skeptical, and this is very judgmental, but I'm skeptical whether they have experienced their own sort of like pain and suffering when it comes to love. I'm and sure they, they Can have. they really connect to it the way that us normal people It seems like their whole life is pain and suffering. Yeah, I feel normal like people. It brings it that on lady's life, so. boyfriend got caught at a oh, yeah. club that is by <laughs> a gas club. station near the Carvel near my house. <laughs> they have yeah. experienced pain. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah. Like that place right, is I next mean, to the right. Super Pollo and the <laughs> and the Indian takeout right, restaurant on his, across like, from the gas pregnant. station and the car. Right. And, and the Mario's Pizza, which is famous for the pizza burger, which is two slices of pizza and a burger in between. That's where <laughs> sounds he sounds like. That sounds like America right there. Yeah, but that's that's confirms that you live in the United States. We're gonna. We're the gonna point more... is that yeah, I, I'm just saying the point is that we're talking about a level of show emotional, and I think Shai, you've you've really experienced this with yours. Is that like what Melanie's saying? Is that you you want to protect it in a certain way, this content, and keep it pure to yourself, and you know not necessarily even though it needs to be popular for it to be renewed. You also don't want it to be just like on mass. Yes, you know, and I, I felt like ruined. I felt like with Outlander, I couldn't talk about it with anyone because I didn't want to have to explain it or defend it. It was either mm -hmm. like you were when in or you, you were out. When you explain it, it's about a time traveling nurse. Yes, when you explain. Ooh, that was, by the way, a callback to one of our earliest episodes of this podcast when Josh was a guest mm -hmm. and he yeah. said, "Wow, it's about a time traveling nurse." Um, Which it is. It's, that is what it's about. And um, and I didn't want to have to explain myself. And I just I felt like no one could understand me. It was like a very almost like. Mm -hmm. and, 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 no, Shai, I know you can't relate to this, but I feel like it's so special because this is something that easily happens with books. So mm -hmm. oh yeah, all of us have. I mean, maybe except for Shai, all of us have. <laughs> no, I feel book. strongly about the books that I've read. Okay, so there you go. Like, and that you finish, sure. So, like, if you... There's, like, 20. You know, there's, like, that book that you have that you, like, oh, my God, I... This book, it, like, means so much to me. And it's more normal with a book. And you Sorry, don't... Sorry, I, and, I like, nodded off because we were talking about books for 30 seconds. Books, I know. But I think in, like, in the past, you'd, like, hand it physically to somebody and be like, I'm lending you this book. It's so right. good. 
I, um, you know, and when it happens in a show, it's oh, a I have certain, I have certain books I've never recommended people to read because I truly feel like no one will understand it but me. That is a kindness That's you have done. Right. You're By the way, just so everyone knows, anyone who's buying me a present, if it is not a like Star Wars paraphernalia or comic book based book, I consider that you gave me homework as a present and I'm going to not be able to talk to you for a long time because every time I see you, I'm going to be ashamed that I didn't read <laughs> the homework for our friendship. Is so that, just think but before you get What if fair. we're giving you homework as a payback for when we got homework to come to your wedding? So like... What do you mean homework to come to my wedding? But to make that chuppah square. That counts as homework. Well, that was, look, that was not my idea. <laughs> Still upset about that. <laughs> we have family members who actually said to us, we didn't do it, and they just passed it off to someone else, and they looked at me, and they were just like, well, I guess you learned a lesson about making chuppah squares. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but just stay on topic. I want to get more into some of the nuances of normal people for Melanie, but before we do that, Shy and Lily, do you do you have a specific show emotional experience you want to share? Yes. Mine is wow. and right now, anyone who is not catching up on this because it's available on Netflix. For a while it was not. It is now on Netflix. It is the number one streaming show on Netflix right now. So all of you folks who are you know will watch whatever random six underground um uh what's it called algorithm okay, titled just movie talk, just say becky just say becky no just you anyone. don't have to say random no, people no, no, i know no, no, no. there's lots of me. people i this is the top recommended show i say to everybody avatar the last airbender an animated series um and its sequel legend of korra which is not uh, on netflix right now but i think it's on one of the other services but avatar the last airbender is the best adventure coming of age hero story since star wars period the avatar universe oh, wow is oh absolutely the avatar universe when you put especially when you put airbender and korra together is like when when you actually see what they did with korra you're like oh star wars maybe should have thought about doing that with it, that type of thing with its sequels mm. um but the two creators, Brian Konietzko and uh, Konietzko and um, uh, Michael DiMartino, have been involved with it from the beginning. The only time they let it get away from them was that horrible live-action version that M. Night Shyamalan made. Um, but in terms of the actual continuity and the canon, they have made the shows. There have been follow-up comic books, all of them fitting into the broader story. The characters are amazing. The adventure is amazing. It deals with civil war, racism, refugees... Um, tribalism, uh, assimilation, cultural heritage, uh, and especially once you get out of the first, I would say, seven or eight episodes of the first season, because it really started as more of a kid's show on Nickelodeon, but then it really expanded into something better. It really is the best adventure um, I've seen. And when Avatar ended, the final moments of that, um, just the final moments of that, I was on the edge of my seat, and then when Cora ended, I was finished watching it on a plane, yeah. and I was depressed. I remember. Like I was I so depressed. Like I was just walking around, being like, "It's over. It's over. It's over. I can't believe it's over." Thank goodness the books came out. I googled the term post-show depression, and someone in the Urban Dictionary actually put on the Urban Dictionary that the definition for post-show depression is like the example they give is, is that avatar ended. And now I feel like I lost all of my imaginary friends. <laughs> that <laughs> is, that is how you feel when it is over. And mm -hmm. I just think anyone who is not watching that on Netflix right now, I am mad at you. If you haven't seen it already. No, no, no. I, but you know, I started it actually a couple of years ago and now that it's on Netflix, it somehow feels more accessible to me. That's so I, I did, I did continue watching the other day and I am planning on having that be my like evening show for the next little while. Just watch the whole thing. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Um, Lily. I will say that, I mean, I've, I'm only on like five episodes of normal people, but you know, something's up when like you can't watch it around anybody else. Yes. You yep. need to like have special time for it. Yes. You mm -hmm. can't be a passing thing. You don't want to be interrupted. So I feel like I'm, I'm going to join you ladies by the yeah. end. I'm texting mm -hmm. Becky constantly yeah. as if these mm -hmm. are real people. That's what I was doing um, to Melanie throughout. Well, you yeah. feel like they like, are. Oh and God, I think that's what sucks and, you in. Yeah. And, and it could, I immediately yeah. recommend it to, I, so one of my good friends did not like the book. But mm -hmm. I told yeah. her, I was like, look, 
what didn't you like about the book? And she was like, I just felt like, you know, the, these two main characters who are the principal part of the book. She was like, it was more toxic than romance. And she's like, I, I don't need mm-hmm. that to read that shit. And I was like, oh, no, no, they mm-hmm. fixed that in the show. They fixed like, it. They clearly yeah. the show, make it about yeah. chemistry mm-hmm. between two people, which is fundamental. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, and I recommended it to her. And then I was like, okay, just be careful who you guys recommending this to. So I said that to myself. And I was like, oh, boy, you're, you're falling in love with the show. Um, I was like, just take, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, so I definitely agree there. For sure, the first two seasons of Outlander maybe even three, I would say even three seasons. I totally agree with Beck. Um, and then it's on season five. It's still a great show. Yeah. But the, the first three, I, you're like so roped in. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. And then, um, no, at the Lily, end, Outlander or Last Kingdom, Outlander or Last Kingdom. I can't, I can't. Don't make me do it. No, it's, it's two different experiences. It's different. But like the, different. the last episode of season two, I was like the cry I was hysterical I was having almost like an anxiety attack at the at the last episode of season two because I was so upset for the characters I just try to choose I was like that's like having to choose between both of your husbands and then I was like that doesn't make sense that's true I feel like that happens on Outlander all the time she's choosing between husbands but but then I was thinking about it and thinking about it and the truth is that two other shows lately that I would say I got extremely show emotional about are Fleabag and Russian Doll. And oh, really? Ooh, I loved are, Russian Doll. Yeah, those are two shows that I was like, mm, you guys, every, anybody else can watch it. But, I, you know, I, it was such a, a unique experience for me as myself. And there's a little bit of showindipity because, like, when a show finds you in the right moment, it's also, okay, so you know, I'm happy that you brought that up, but, the showindipity part, because I feel like with normal people... Um, there is a little bit of showndipity, like being at a certain place in our lives allows us to love it in a very special way. Melanie, can you like, elaborate on that a bit? Because I think that's you. like an important thing to understand. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Avatar came around at the right moment for me because it yeah. came around around The Last Jedi because it like it saved me because it was like a universe that was still like pure and true to itself. Right. Okay. So that's really important. Had you yeah. been 12 years old when, when Avatar came out, you would probably love it as a childhood, you know, show, but the show, show indipitous moment right. sort of salvaged right. for you is really different. So Becky, I love that phrase, show indipitous. So when well, I was she didn't make 12, it it's, 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 it's beautiful. It's beautiful. When we were 12 <laughs> or 13 for Becky, that was the year that Titanic came out. Oh, and we I know felt Becky's relationship well, with I, Titanic. Well, so, so Becky, I don't oh, think God. we've ever talked about this because this was before we were friends. So let me just give you a little a small backstory. That was my first, I guess it's a movie, so but yeah, so emotional right. experience. Right. Probably my only other one, normal people being the second. Yeah. So I saw Titanic seven times in the theaters uh, why my parents or... paid for that and seven seven times, times. so no, i sometimes I, feel I like i would i would feel guilty if i went to if i had to go see another movie because my family was going oh, to God, I, I would feel like anxious and guilty that i was seeing something that wasn't titanic i completely agree so i like sobbed through it and had this intense titanic Leonardo DiCaprio scrapbook. It was it was like oh, but I feel like I did not get enough of Melanie. This is Melanie. You can't have only two show emotionals in a span of like three decades, girl. You need to like keep doing this. I loved my so-called life, you know. But those two things because so I I was thinking reflecting like when has this ever happened to me before? Like with normal people. For a few days, like, I wasn't hungry. I was crying all the time. I just, like, when my kids went to bed, I would have my normal people, like, crying time in bed, just, like, watching clips. I don't trust myself to watch the series again yet. I think I need to give it space. <laughs> so I would just, like, watch clips on my phone and just, like, cry. And I was thinking, when was the last time this happened? And it was Titanic. So, but I feel like I was born in the exact right year. If I was 13 when Titanic came out, like, it was fate. It was perfect. Now, I haven't seen the movie since, those seven times, by the way. So, I haven't I seen it as an adult. For a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm still probably good for life. So you've been through this now a couple of times. How, mm-hmm. 
are you bouncing back from mm-hmm. this show emotional experience? Um, I'd like to hear you what your process has been. And then Shy and Lily, maybe you can add some tips and advice for or okay. some, some of your own experiences. So I'm better from that period where like I wasn't feeling hungry and I felt like I actually just, you know, got out of some crazy relationship. I've been, um, I, I'm, I know Shy doesn't like book talks. So it's really short. I'm reading the other book by Sally Rooney, um, Conversations oh, with Friends. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Oh, I'm, I'm okay, but curious. I, I feel like curious. it's a way to kind of keep me in that like Ireland Trinity College like pretentious intellectual world without going sure. back to Connell and Marianne. That's what it's kind of and doing you, for you me right now. Don't have to worry about it being better because it's not better. Uh, exactly. Story. I know it's not better. It's very I'm different. Glad. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. Right. But it's kind of keeping me a little bit in that world, which I'm not mm. quite ready to leave. And then the other That's thing right. is um, the social media stuff, like being in that Facebook group has been really helpful just to like it's, it's read other people. It is, you know, this show did things to a lot of people. Like there are people posting like my cousin watched the show and like can't move on. I'm really worried. Like to read that it's affecting people so much as helps me be like, okay, this is a really powerful show that's just having an impact. And then, and then the last thing I wanted to say was that back to show indipitous that, you know, we're in quarantine right now. I'm, I'm a teacher, so I'm still working by zoom. I'm not going to work every day. It's like, I have this time to kind of devote to myself that I haven't had time to do in a really, really long time. Like I'll say six years before my daughter was born. I don't think I've, gotten into a piece of art so badly as like it's almost like this quarantine has allowed me to like remember like oh I really like I I don't know I I really like shows I can connect with this part of me again that I forgot about for a while does that make a lot of value yeah no that makes a lot that makes a lot of sense and I think part of it is like you're saying your kids are not babies anymore they're a little bit they're a little bit older so you have that space that's been freed up to you know get so deep into a show Um, exactly had this show come out in a more normal time where I was going to work every day and really really busy I don't know if I would have had the mental space to let it affect me in this way that's a very good distinction. Shy Lily, how yeah. do you, how have you bounced back from So in the, in the case of of the airbender stuff, I actually like this was also at the height of my like art period and I did a lot of drawing and animating and like fan art stuff. There are some really great relationships and one of the one of the pieces that like it's hanging in my office right now is this piece I did in reference to Legend of Korra that I tweeted out to Jana Varney which led to this sort of us getting to know her and all of that. That was like this kind of amazing realization, uh, this amazing connection that was actually built through the show with one of the artists of that show. But but the the pre before that which I something was never expected was just I felt I needed to draw and put myself and connect to that world in this way and follow all of the different fan accounts that were doing stuff about it so I understand what Melanie's talking about the other thing is you need a palate cleanser and for me Mm. one of my go-to palate cleansers of any show is psych psych does have one major like if you watch the whole show through one emotional show emotional part like where i like was like genuinely affected by it um uh but aside from that once you sort of get where it all ends up and everything like that it's a show that you i can pick up any episode in any season and it just makes me happy uh the characters are great it has so many elements of shows that i love particularly after chuck psych was really important to me like it was my it was my go-to that is often a show i'll watch when i'm in between shows because its rewatchability is just fantastic and that's a lot to say for a show that it was a mystery show right where like you have to there's a mystery being solved every episode but i love rewatching that show all right yeah i love that idea of a palate cleansing show that's perfect yeah (laughs) it's very you haven't watched psych have you seen psych i highly recommend it's the sorbet after your the sorbet have you seen psych have you seen psych melanie no oh it's adorable it's adorable yeah okay thank you and i and i go the other route i'm like can't watch anything, don't want to see anything remotely, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, 
don't have any interest in anything or I try to like, you know, put salt on the wound and find something like it go even bigger. <laughs> like find something else that's mm. super recommended or maybe a different type of show, but I'll try to find something else epic to get involved in, which is maybe not a great recommendation because mm. you're still like overcoming it. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, I often, you know, We'll talk about it for a little bit and then like fully move on. And I, for example, can't rewatch stuff right away at all. I mm-hmm. am building up to rewatch Fleabag. I actually almost never rewatch anything, but I'm building up to watch Fleabag because I want to experience it again. Um, oh, so, so interesting. And I would watch Russian. Like if, if right now you were like, oh, I've never seen that. I'd be like, okay, let's be careful, but I'll watch it with you. I feel like I, I really could love that. <laughs> could rewatch it. Now, um, I have a, I have a question gang. I wanted to do like a little bit of a normal people sidebar and just ask like a couple of fun questions, but Shai seemed to have put, it was was just supposed to be for like Melanie and maybe Lily and just like a quick little sidebar. Shai, what are your, why are you, why do you have notes in this section? Yeah, that's what you're talking about, right? Like Judd Hirsch, Mary Tyler Moore. No, the show. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm with people. you guys on this show because I'm like, yeah, Judd Hirsch is awesome. No, Ordinary People is a movie and a book. <laughs> yeah, Ordinary is a good movie. So isn't this really sad. Like, like Parenthood was to... <sighs> <laughs> Anyways, so I did my MVP for this show. My I did my MVP. Not Judd Hirsch, the right, not the right show. Comedy and drama legend. I thought his dramatic role in this was amazing. So my he's LVP not in normal people. Ma- Mary Tyler Moore. She's an amazing actress in this. Not movie, even but, referenced in normal people. But but not. But the character is a terrible person. Most improved. I mean, how can anyone be most improved? Everyone's great. I guess maybe Timothy Hutton because like who knew he Timothy was that good Hutton, of an actor? Obviously. Okay, so oh, that's ordinary Oscar people. That year, 1980. He won an, he won an Oscar? Yeah, he won the Oscar. So Wait. ordinary uh, people. Yeah, I know, right? Talk, like, what did, let's talk about that phenomenon on, a, phenomenon on another episode, people who win Oscars. His career should have got done better. Is there I something like, like did he do something bad or something? Is that like... Probably. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't disparage Timothy. No, no, no. I'm just sort of like maybe wondering. he got like Weinstein, like all those, like all those women. Well, he has he some. Didn't. He has some pretty horrific. Actually, he has some. I will say this. I, I have no idea the 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 um the veracity, but he has some pretty horrific accusations against him that are okay. Like oh, really? Really? Oh, my bit on now that you ruined normal Timothy people. Hatton. So maybe that's maybe that's why. And Melanie, I, I'm curious. I want to know who you're. Yeah. MVP is of the show, your LVP, your least valuable, and your most improved, your MIP. Oh, gosh. Of the whole show? Yeah, of the, of the series. Without okay, so this is a little... Anything. Okay, this is a little obscure, though. So my MVP is not going to be Connell or Marianne. It's going to be uh, Marianne's college friend, Johanna. I thought you were going to say I, that. Oh, yeah. I like loved her. her. Yeah. And her name is, I think her name, the actress is Elliot Salt. She uh, was just subtle, but this like strong, great friend, not in many scenes, but kind of, I thought stole the scenes she was in. She was also very comforting. Like you just had this feeling that Marianne was going to be okay with her as a friend. So mm-hmm. loved her. Oh, my least valuable. I don't know. Jamie? Probably I don't know. Marianne's I, mom. Or, that guy, Jamie, he sounds awful. Or oh, Marianne's You mom. know what? Yeah. I was going to say uh, Marianne's boyfriend, um, Gareth. Garrett. <laughs> He's not that bad. Who was just kind of like, well, like, like the thing was, though, what he did was just kind of bring out the absolute chemistry and passion that Marianne had with Connell that just really couldn't be matched. Even by like, he was, you know, Gareth. He was nice. He was popular at school, but it just, they didn't have it. So he highlighted what Marion and Connell did have. And then I don't know how to answer most improved for this. What do you mean? Like over the course, course of the series, someone who started season. as a dad, but ended as like really high value. Oh. You. oh, interesting. I have to just think for a quick second. Lily, you can also you have an this, idea on that. Is this show, um, is this a one and done? Just like a mini series? I think or do you think they like, because Big Little Lies it and like bring a second season when there wasn't a second book? You know what? 
Kourtney Kardashian was demanding a second season. So let's well, see. So then maybe well, having Kourtney in your corner. Doing you a favor. She could end up producing it. She could be like, I will give you money I mean, to make season okay, two. I, I don't know if I want a season two. I, I might agree. just want it to be done. You know what I mean? It's too much. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know about most improved. When they, when they ruin a good thing by just continuing. Oh, okay. I, wait, I know what most improved is. Just Connell and Marianne's entire relationship, the trajectory yeah. of it, how it starts off like really immature and a lot of hurting each other unnecessarily to, uh, which I'm not going to give away the ending, but just kind of a maturity that, you know, you feel like they're both in a really good place. These are, these are wonderful, wonderful answers. Thank you. Um, mm. Wow. This is a really long outline. I'm just going to skip some chunks. I got very into this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes when you're hosting. Yeah, I don't know. Um how I feel like I want to do one more bit that can that can include Shy here, which is I want to talk about just as a so people really understand the impact. Thanks for including me. Sorry, I mean there was like a few minutes of normal <laughs> well, people. Shy, want to make Shy, sure you're going to watch normal people, right? Ooh, I've actually Becky, like opposite. Becky, Becky, I, want, Becky, I don't want him to watch it and ruin it for me. I won't ruin it for you, but like I'll react how I react, and there uh, are yeah, certain like, things I don't enjoy. And one of the things I don't enjoy is like miserable relationship shows. Oh, yikes! Then you might not feel that about normal people. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like so this, like this we watch, might not be we watch little fires everywhere, and and I'll watch sometimes things just to get because Allie's excited about it. Little fires everywhere actually like had me going there for a little while, and wow, was that a dud in the end? Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. So, so like big little lies, like I'm never gonna watch that. I don't. Like big, li- big little lies is a lot of fun. I, I don't like watching people of extraordinarily, extraordinary. Completely agree with you. I don't like watching people of extraordinarily privilege being horrific. Well, that's not when that's like fifty percent of normal people. <laughs> no, but that's no, but, but, but I just don't like. I, but but I also don't like just like relationship but, misery shows. It's just not my thing. Yeah, but Big Little Lies like, is also education, like a mystery, I'm like, hey, and it's I don't care about you know what I mean. Oh, I love Sex Education, Melanie. That was one of the re- recommendations I was going to give to you. Actually, that's a, kind that's of a really good palette. show. That's a really yes, good we're show. Do, like, a okay, thank you. Well, you know what I read? I read that uh, normal people, because there are a lot of sex scenes, that normal people used an intimacy coach, and it's the same intimacy coach they used on sex education. It was also pirated, and a montage was on Pornhub and got like a billion views. (laughs) And Pornhub (laughs) took it down because it's copyrighted. I read it. Um, but apparently right. that montage has been like it's all over the internet, which I think is pretty funny. Wow, this um, is and yeah. not coach. fair. It's going to be a hot commodity. So, right. um, not fair to the actors. But... Shai, do you have any opposite of? It's like if you make such good sex scenes, like sorry, what do you expect people to do? I know, but it's I like want to. I want to ask one more question before we wrap wrap up, which is that Shai, you watch a lot of a lot of stuff, and as Lily and I know, a lot of drek, some of which I love along with you. But have you ever had something that's the opposite of a show emotional experience where you watch a show and then like maybe three episodes or five episodes in, you just like forget that you have been watching it and you never need so to go back I, to it? I am a little bit obsessive and compulsive and I'm a completist. So I generally mm. like to watch whole shows. Like, in fact, sometimes I won't start a show if I don't know it had a good ending because I'm like, I'm not getting involved. Mm-hmm. This, you know? <laughs> um, but I would say there's there are i don't know how much shows that i like that i don't like that i turn off like you know there are shows i guess that happens but there are shows where i lose the thread and i don't care what happens in the end one of them i have to say at this point this happened to me with the good wife like i love the good wife and then uh that last season like it was just sort of trucking along and then i think we changed dvr companies and like i lost like half the season and i just didn't care to track it down like i want to know exactly what i'm talking about i want to know what happened in that last season but i also like obviously christine baranski gets her own whole extra show so i like want to go back and maybe um but you're also like clearly she was fine but sometimes i just want to just read the wikipedia page and just find out what happened you're like, like i could watch another episode or if i never see it again nothing in my life will change yeah but that one nags I mean, me a little bit i feel the same way that boston legal nags at me i i never finished the last season and i wish i had okay but this is how i feel about shameless i don't like i i'll read oh, a shameless wikipedia. is one 
I'll just read a Wikipedia page to find out where each character ends at the end of the series, if it ever ends, but I don't ever need to see another No, I, so shameless has I think I'm going to end up having to go back. Hold, hold, hold I love that show too much to just give up on it. Shameless I can't watch me. it right now because I don't care, but... Shameless for me did the biggest crime a show can be, which is when it's not a show that's supposed to be repetitive, it became a super, super repetitive show. And just nobody nobody was growing. Everything kind of stayed the same. Um, the other thing that I lost the thread with was the Arrowverse on CW. I actually love those shows, and I love all the actors, and I think they all did a really nice job. But just too many shows to follow and too many episodes. I think those shows would have all been well-suited to be like 12-episode seasons on like the DC Universe or something like that instead of of 22 25 episodes but like Stephen Amell who played the arrow man that guy is awesome he is the dude you want at the top of your call sheet he he so i i'm still a fan but i'm just not really going to follow what happens and melanie i i love what's your answer mine is the show girls i love that I, answer i find that um, i was like... after the first episode of girls yeah honestly me too but i it had such hype and lena dunham was so popular so I felt like I just had to keep trying and eventually I would just skip over entire seasons and just kind of tune in again. I, I think I watched like the first, second and last season. Like I saw the season where she was pregnant and had a baby named Grover. Yeah. It didn't season. do it for me. Yeah. I think that's a, I yeah, think that's that a great uh, answer. Um, it's just like, it's fun. It's fun to hear that when there's so much love around a show to hear someone be like, meh. I like that. Um, didn't do it for me. Okay, so as we wrap up our episode... I mean, um, I'll say mine. Thanks. Oh, sorry, Lily. That. I'm so sorry. I, 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 I'll just quickly say that I loved Ray Donovan on a um, suggestion of Shy, and it was, like, a great show for me and Jose. Like, he loved it, and, like, I loved the idea of a fixer, and I'm with you uh, Liam one. Shriver was so good, um, and the cast was fantastic, and it was different, and then I was like, well, okay that's not all right and then shy called me and, and i was like so how's the season of ray donovan he's like oh so boring i turned it off and i was like yes done now this is and also a like, showtime show though right this is also on showtime yeah so sh so i think this is also a, a problem with showtime is that they it don't know be. when to quit they and they don't know how to keep because, yeah but i will say so house boring. of lies house of lies i don't know if you guys watched that with don Cheadle and um uh, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. That show was freaking fantastic, and that one, like, it almost ended too abruptly. It ended, but it ended too abruptly. I would have gone up more for at least one more season of that show. That show was, yeah, like, like, tight you know, and, and funny and dark. It's really shitty when you love a show, and then you can't even recommend it, because, like, what are you going to be like? Oh, sorry, four seasons were amazing, but the last yes. one was shit. You, and you know stuck. what this made me think of? This made me think of Weeds. I loved the first few oh, seasons of Weeds. But I what happened weed. at the end? It, was it got insufferable. Couldn't watch it. I couldn't watch it. I also so that, was that, that was that Showtime? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's also Showtime. Yes, the well, ending it was so bad. I, I also right. think though, a long time ago, like I mean, now there is an expectation that your show is good and good all the way through because people are going to binge it. When we were kids, you have to look back and think how many shows they were just like, ah, oh, just let it ride. Who cares? Bringing a kid, bringing a baby, whatever. Like oh, replace friends. one of friends? the kids with a new kid. I'm, I'm extremely show emotional about friends. Like well, those last and, 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 five seasons are unwatchable. Right, but if you like what you're saying, if you really think of the canon, you really think of when it's not like how many, you know, seasons are. Really there is a season perfect. where Rachel is in love with Joey. Yeah, that I know. That does I that know. jumps the shark? I know. That's that's no problem. right. But yet, but yet, but that's from back in the day. And back in the day, you could look at the whole thing and be like, it's amazing. Now we have different expectations. We and also shows yep. don't necessarily have that important of an arc, like. Friends, the only arc was whether Ross and Rachel are going to be back together. In in a show now, if you pick up a show like Shameless and like you don't get some sort of satisfying thing, that's like nine years of ups and downs. This is not a yeah. half hour comedy right. on CBS. No, it's very it's and, very and true. With only a three month hiatus in the summer, like we right. wait a year for these shows, and if they're shit, we're pissed. Yeah, so, stakes are higher. And especially these days when, when every moment we get in front of the TV during quarantine, I feel like is needs to be respected. Um, and the ultimate example of that, of course, is how I met your mother. 
which is the Ugh, all-time worst oh. ending of a show ever and so is the glad standard I never by which invested. I think terrible endings of shows should be should be matched. Yeah. I'll never forget and I was just a quick how I met your mother sidebar when I was recovering from back surgery and I had to stay with, and I was staying with mom and dad I would got really into watching that show and I think I'd watch like maybe three seasons of it and there's like 20 something episodes a season and I'll just one it's been like weeks and dad just like walked by me he was like I'm gonna burn those DVDs no more not a single episode I'll tell I you this quit. I watched that I watched that show I watched like three or four seasons of that show and before I realized that every episode was done out of sequence and time, I was like, wow, they really overused this gimmick where they start at the end and work their way back through the episode. And then I, don't even that was the I was on a lot of painkillers. That was the actual <laughs> um, gimmick of the show. So now that we've talked about shows that we hate or are disappointed by, um, let's do some recs and shout outs to wrap things up. Um, Lily, what are you, what are you recommending this week? I, I really like Dead to Me. I finished it with the fam and every single person I recommended to has been like, no, didn't like it. Stopped watching it. Quit after the really? first episode. Most people so I, I like, know, wow. most people I know loved it. I just, it wasn't for me. So oh, I you guys should swap I friends. Haven't, I haven't met those other people. So oh, I'm Ash, glad that this Ash, it's... Ash from the Gold Nerds oh. loves it. Oh, great. I think it's, I think it's great. And I think that there's a like, in the second season there's like a few episodes where you're like oh wait i'm not sure and then it comes around and applegate and cardellini are so good like I, it was a pleasure to watch them and marsden is great and the kids are not annoying in that show i don't think and so um yeah dark very okay dark i'll comedy. consider it I'll consider it. We're yeah, going to run out of like content soon anyway since nothing new is being made so eventually i'll get to it you have <laughs> three seasons of avatar the last airbender to watch Becky. no i know no no i'm i'm saying eventually when i run out of content i can watch dead to me avatar is obviously ranking higher and my rex rx for melanie is a hundred percent sex education you'll get that sort okay. of like european uk you know feel it's not irish but it's but British. it's more silly it's silly and it's funny it's mm -hmm. sillier so you're not going to be as invested but it's like has a lot of heart and good character development so it'll be like serious yeah, I, enough. I felt like Sex Education is a serious show. I did not find that show silly. It, it, it is it, it is serious, but it's, it has a lot of great teenage That's a jokes. different debate. All right. Um, I will, Lily. Thank try. you. Shai, Shai, what are you watching yep. this week? Rex and shout outs. So I have been really trying to, you know, push my boundaries. Not even push my boundaries, but like, watch stuff I haven't seen before and, and dig in and watch some movies that I wouldn't have had time or energy to watch. And the first one I want to give a shout out to is this really cool film called Andover. This is starring Jonathan Silverman and Jennifer Finnegan. Jennifer Finnegan, who we mentioned recently because she, what we went to the same college in Montreal and 20 plus years ago, she sang on our demo and has since oh, gone on to have this like amazing cool. career and, um, um, uh, she's won multiple Emmys. She's been on a tons of movies and TV. And and uh, I, I reconnected with her recently through social media. And she's been just so nice and, and gracious and remembers. Uh, and so as I was, um, I, I, I popped onto her IMDb page to see the stuff she'd been working on. And I happened onto this trailer of this movie called Andover, which she did with her real life husband, Jonathan Silverman. And he plays a geneticist whose wife dies uh, younger than expected. And he obsessively tries to recreate her using cloning and it's a little bit of like a sci-fi love story but also like twilight zone black mirror like a little bit scary and twisted and it was it really defied expectations it was it was it was not a movie that i could have fit by a trailer and known exactly what genre it could it should be in but i thought the acting was great i thought there was really great tension it was really twisted and really heartwarming at times and both of them i mean on you know real life couples you don't often i don't know how often you get to see them act together but i thought they had tremendous chemistry and did a really great job and i i think that's a really cool cool movie. i want to check it worth, out worth checking i watched, out. I really, I watched I mean, the trailer is, it looks super cool this is a movie i just want i want to talk about with people like i want to know like oh what do you think about this this part and what do you think their motivation was in this scene and um so the andover where can people watch it 
Uh, I, it's a, you got to get it on iTunes, but I was, I, it's a, I mean, I enjoyed that I, that I bought it. Um, uh, I enjoyed that I bought it, so you could buy it on iTunes, but I think it's also available for rent if you, you know, you're not ready to commit, but, but I'm, I'm satisfied. It's a, it's a, definitely a buy for me. Cool. And, uh, I saw the lighthouse on Netflix, not, not a buy a rent just because it is so freaking weird, um, and hard to watch. It's like the definition of difficult to watch, but I also couldn't look away. I think Robert Pattinson is a great actor and this proves it. Um, uh, this is him and Willem Dafoe just acting at each other with the way they used light and sound in this movie. But wow, I had to read a ton to understand what the heck there was things I thought were going on that I had to read to confirm, but I, like, so the movie gave you homework, and you're still okay with that? I think if a movie makes you want to go out and immediately read about it and, like, pick back the layers, then it did something right. And so I, I don't okay. think this is a movie normal people could just come out of it and be like, oh, yeah, I got everything that was going on there. Like, you have to be, like, a real <laughs> film buff. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to learn more about it, and the more I read about it, the more I, I appreciated it. But it is a hard movie to watch. Rewatched I Could Never Be Your Woman, the darling film by Amy Heckerling. Darling, watched it last night. Uh, darling uh, is for sure the word. Um, with Allie, and she loved it. And uh, uh, it was just really. I can't wait to see it with mom. So yeah, cute. Mom's going to love it. Um, uh, I'm really bummed that Schooled got canceled. The, the sequel show to the Goldbergs. I think it's really unfair. That show really, uh, this year in particular, Adam ran a bunch of the episodes and it really hit new heights. And, and I really hope they're able to work in and uh, resolve some of that in the Goldbergs because the Goldbergs did get renewed so you got to be grateful for your favorite shows being renewed in the Goldbergs. The Mothership has been renewed for season 8 and Stumptown is renewed which I am so happy about which makes it even further that you have to invest and now it's even more I'm still working on it. That was like one, I literally watched three episodes and was like don't care if I never my god Colby Smolders is breaking the How I Met Your Mother case. Boring. Um and then I and I'm you know I'm looking for a new show after Outer Banks right now I'm I'm in I'm in my sort of psych palate cleanser mode and just watching a bunch of psych episodes so that's um, yeah. and Melanie and hold on I would like Becky to just take a moment to appreciate the interesting films that I have been watching I'm appreciating them every moment of every day because you text me about it 100 times a day about all of the interesting <laughs> movies you're watching. I am impressed, though. I am impressed. I feel like quarantine, like Melanie said, is giving certain people space in their life to, you know, to try new things um, and, you know, or to, to invest again in these shows. And, and it's great. I'm so proud of you. I'm happy for both you and Melanie that your children are older and you have all this time to do smart things. Good for <laughs> Melanie, what are you watching? Rex and Jeff. Well, I was going to say that I did watch The Lighthouse, and I was one of the people who did not understand it at all, and I didn't do my homework to try to understand it. Also, <laughs> I tried to I tried to rebound with, um, I felt like I needed to watch something that had something to do with Ireland, so I watched two episodes of the show Run on HBO because the actor is Irish, but it's actually an American show. And I don't know, I'm not completely hooked, but I'm also not ready to just give up. So I'm going to keep going. Um, but yeah, it's okay. It has Merritt Weaver and I like her. So, so Merritt Weaver is amazing. If you want something that's Ireland related, do you have Amazon Prime? Yeah. So there's yep. a movie that I have on my watch list that I haven't watched yet. It is called The Boys and Girl from County Clare. And it okay. stars Colm Meany, who is very famous for having been O'Brien on Star Trek, but he's played a bunch of other characters on Star Trek um, uh, The Next Generation. But he's been on a whole bunch of other things. And it is a it seems like it's like a comedy drama about these brothers. It was Canadian also. These brothers who are in um, uh, uh, Nemesis irish music bands and they go to ireland mm. to compete against each other and one of the bands brings in a woman which is controversial and it seems like it's got like that you know hugh grant in a small town like blow dry or the man who went up a hill and came down a mountain kind of feel to it so i i've it's been one i wanted to watch for a long time it's from 2003 but it's now on amazon thank Prime, you so, so i thank you like, so my yeah i'm gonna i'm going to go with Lily and do sex ed education next. And also a lot of people have recommended Dairy Girls on Netflix. Oh, Lily I wanna, like that. I want to stay in the Irish mode. It's, 
it's very funny. It's extremely different. It's, okay. um, it just, I would say the only thing similar is that I guess they both are in Ireland, but other than that, I mean, okay. that's pretty much it. Like, okay. Uh, other than that, you know, I'm not sure that'll bring you much comfort except for the fact it's a great show. It's really funny. Um, sex education is more of a kindred mm-hmm. spirit a little bit, I would say. Okay. Um, and I signed up for Quibi so I could watch Chrissy's Court, which to me has so far lived up to its promise. I love it. I signed up for Quibi too. That's something I completely forgot I had. Like I saw the app. Because it's the other day. so small, it's like you don't even remember the, that you the, watched the, something. The Caitlin Olson show where was was really funny, but then I was like, oh, where was I in it? And I didn't go back to it. Well, but I will say I appreciate that the epi- all like these episodes are five or six minutes because it's generally the maximum amount of time I have is five to six minutes. So for me, it's like per- actually been perfect. So I watched started watching Chrissy's Court. It's living up to its promise. I think it also proves that I should have at least two shows on Quibi. And um, I'm yeah, going to... Diagnosis Becky and yeah. Property Becky, where yeah. Becky, one, where Becky diagnoses without any medical experience whatsoever. <laughs> but you have to accept the like, diagnosis knows is true a healer. and follow my follow She my knows like a witch doctor. And exactly, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you you're have bound. to, the same way you have to legally accept Chrissy's ruling, you have to accept my diagnosis. Exactly. And, and then the other one is Property Becky, where Becky, I didn't know this about you, but you weirdly always being like i look at the listings in <laughs> tenerife and i've sent a bunch of houses for mom and dad to buy yeah and like, so do you do this for other people do you go into people's neighborhoods and start just like googling around the redfin to see if like no, but but likes to know Becky likes to know i'd like to be in the now where um, who's buying what and where and like what's going on so quibi has got like zillow i'd watch that show so quibi and i will watch both of those becky shows and and you have to like buy the house i send you and i'm never gonna go look at it i'll just look at the listing and be like this is your new house (laughs) (laughs) you have a hundred percent both of those shows are amazing um so that that's what i'm recommending is the existing shows on quibi and then my fake ones um yeah and a quick shout out to cousin vanessa because we have a date to watch the outlander season finale together over zoom or something i don't know we'll figure it out shy will shy will set that up for us um, <laughs> i would be happy to set that up for you, you. um and, that's, uh, that's so nice that's, uh that's all guys i just want to say oh where can we follow everyone uh quickly shy lily melanie if melanie melanie do you want people to follow you on social media or just find you on the um, message boards yeah, you're, you're um, a just teacher. find how me much, on. How much do you want? Like your yeah. students, like are they? Well, well what message boards? Yeah, find they're you? six years old, so they oh, okay. right. can't so find they're... me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, just find me on the Facebook group called "People Obsessed with Normal People." Great, perfect. I'll be I'm there, Melanie. I'm almost. I'm, when I'm done, you can I will find be me. There. You can find me on on Instagram as well, Melanie Zim. Very cool. Lily, why don't you go? I'll go. I'll go last. Lily. Yes, yeah, sorry. I, I keep muting and unmuting myself, and I never mind. I couldn't unmute. Um, Chichi, C H I C H I K Gomez on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can follow me. And, check. and soon on people obsessed with normal people on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. The show with Melanie. <laughs> you can follow me on. Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd at PancakeForTable.com. You can follow all of the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. You can go to our website, FridayNightMoviePod.com. If you missed the What Does It Eat live show, it is still airing on Facebook. You can go to PancakeForTable slash live, and that'll link you into the Facebook live page. Or if we're Facebook friends, which you probably are if you listen to this, you can just go to my feed. It's, it's in there somewhere. That was a lot of fun. Sending much love to Howie. We have new music coming out very soon, so we're going to have Howie on the show soon. And uh, our theme music is, of course, by us. What does the kick in? Thank you so much, Melanie, for coming. Thank you, Melanie. Bye, guys. So much for having me. I loved it.